Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, once again, Growing in Grace here. Mike Kapler, along with my friend Joel Brzezinski. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, tell a friend that uh, you found our little podcast too, Growing in Grace, 14 minutes each week where we can get together and talk about what is truly good news. If you're tired, as, as the intro said, if you're fed up with the religious stuff that's out there, which we talked about last week some, if you're just tired of religion and, and you just want to find out what God is really like and the, the reality of what he has done for us, if, if you would like to experience that, I think our casual conversations indeed will hopefully help you in this thing that we call the Grace Walk. Joel, good to be with you again. Hey, you too, Cap. It is. It's just casual, man. Just sitting here on my computer talking casual to the Cap. <laughs> it's all we know to do. <laughs> it's. I think it's just partly my personality because I've been involved in meetings and uh, things at work. And I have a hard time when it's not casual. You know, I can do it. I can put on a suit and a tie if I have to. Which I never, fortunately, have never had to do at work. But I mean, I could do it. But I so much just enjoy just speaking from my heart. Maybe having some things prepared to talk about. Maybe some thoughts. But overall, just kind of talking from our hearts, like we do here on Growing in Grace. And we've got lots of comments over the five and a half years or so that we've been doing this from people who say they really do enjoy just the casual atmosphere. Just consider yourself like you're in the room with us and. Just sit back and, you know, we're just two guys talking from our hearts. Well, I'm, I'm into casual myself, and uh, I don't like dressing up. Yet there are people, we talked about religion last week, Joel, and, and we'll kind of branch off of that again today. But there are people who, I know them, you probably do too, they haven't gone to church without being dressed up in a tie, or perhaps it was a dress if you're a female. And, and if they don't dress that way, they'll feel guilty about it. And so that's what religion does. It's always throwing your curveballs. Right when you think you're moving forward, something knocks you down again. Something's always holding you back. It's like this treadmill where you seem to be doing okay, and then all of a sudden you're, you're being thrown back again. You're, you're not getting anywhere. We want to try and break some of those religious mindsets because this isn't about you and me. It's not about you and me and what we can do to try to stay in line with God and, and to do what's acceptable and pleasing to Him. It's not about you and me doing, period. And we want to talk a little bit about that, Joel, because last week we kind of talked a lot about where religion started back in the garden with the two trees, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And we talked a lot about the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was the religion tree, which is where really religion got its foundation and started back with Adam and Eve. But we want to kind of transition here a little bit and talk a little bit more now about the tree of life because we, if you didn't catch it last week, be, go back and listen to it and then catch up again here because it's important to understand when it comes to religion what we're trying to avoid here and what we should be living in. That's exactly right. That's what we're trying to do. And many people, as you mentioned, in the church, they kind of come into the church in religion. And, and that's when they when they get into this life in Christ and they go into whatever church they happen to be in, 
suddenly it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that is being taught as the way to live unknowingly and they don't they don't preach it that way they don't say hey we're here teaching you how to live from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil <laughs> but it's basically a morality lesson each week it's how to live the christian life through morality and when as you say cap last week we talked about how that's the tree that we're supposed to avoid and so you know if that religion tree if that morality tree the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the tree that caused Adam and Eve to get into trouble in the first place. And that's the tree that continues to get us into trouble these days when we're not eating from the tree of life as we've always meant to have been. Then exactly what is it that we're supposed to do? How is it that we're supposed to make decisions? How is it that we're supposed to live our daily life now that we have Christ? If it's not meant to be a matter of morality, you know, of our own efforts, our own pursuit of right and wrong, if it's not meant to be about that, which we've over and over, week after week after week, that's what we talk about here. If it's not meant to be about that, then what is it meant to be about? And so, you know, we'll try to hopefully address some of these things as as we understand that the life of Christ himself is sufficient. He is our teacher. He is our life. As we get away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we'll talk about this life that we do have in Christ. Yeah, and like we mentioned last week, what really kind of started the, the whole problem with the religion tree and the fall of man was not understanding their identity, not realizing who they already were. And actually, while they had this identity crisis, Adam and Eve, Jesus who was referred to as the last Adam, also was challenged by the devil, tempted by him on his identity. Not going to get into that in, in great detail here right now, but he was challenged on, on his identity. So you think you're the son of God, you know, turn these stones into bread. And so Jesus also, like Adam, was challenged on identity. We, you and me, as we've said before, one of the greatest battles that we will fight in this life is the battle of identity, understanding who you already are in Christ, not who you're trying to become. This is the, the foundation of what the gospel is. As we talked about in recent weeks, you and I, as believers, through the finished work of Christ, have been made righteous. God has declared you and me righteous, yet we ask the question in most churches today, how many people in the congregation today think they are righteous? Very few hands will go up because most people don't understand they're righteous. And so in, instead of realizing who they are in Christ, they're doing to try to become what God wants them to be instead of realizing that they already have become what what and who God wants them to be. And understanding that is going to make life all different. Now, I'll give you a, a second to, to come in here, Joel. But first, I just want to mention, when, when I first found out that I was righteous and that uh, I, I, I was exposed to the, this thing we call the grace walk, Joel, all of a sudden, once I began to, to relate to it and understand it, well, I'll tell you what, I, I just I stopped trying. And that freed me up to be able to live life in a much more fuller capacity because, and, and it wasn't just my life because I came to the realization as, as I grew in this grace walk, I, I became uh, aware that it wasn't even my life. It, it was God in me and it was all about him and what he has already done. Yep, I think I, you know, I kind of had the same experience too. I remember that. I remember that well. It wasn't like a, a vision that I saw, but it was just in my head. I could, I, I was looking over this cliff at this sea of grace 
And I was trying to make the decision, you know, is it going to be me and, and my performance and, and all, all the things that I've been taught here in church over the last you know, few years, or is it going to be the life of grace where it's not about me trying, it's not about me, it's not about my performance. And, and I really was at a pivotal place. I really, I wasn't sure. I was excited about the possibilities of just giving myself over to grace, <laughs> but I had a bit of a struggle in, in trying to uh, jump into the sea of grace. And then finally, I remember kind of picturing myself just falling off of that cliff and landing safely in this vast sea of God's grace. And uh, when I did that, I did find grace is sufficient. I don't need to keep on trying and struggling day after day to try to maintain my performance before God because it's his work that he does in and through me. And all I can really do is mess it up if I try. You know, as I looked back, I saw that my own efforts really did nothing but kind of mess up what God was doing in my life. And so, you know, I think I think many people, since they do think that it's about their behavior, it's about their performance for God, they resort back to religion. They resort back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, when that was never what we were meant to live in. From the start, God has always intended for us to live by grace. <laughs> He's always intended for us to live by his very life, by the tree of life, and not by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, not by our pursuit of perfection, not by our own pursuit of trying to please God, but by simply resting in his grace. And so that's what we can do in this life in Christ. That's what we're trying to encourage people to do. Yeah, when I took that jump off the cliff into the Sea of Grace, uh, Jesus came along with a boat and asked if I wanted a ride or if I wanted to swim across. <laughs> and I said, I, I think I'll take a ride. Here, give me an oar. Let me help you out there. No, no, Jesus said, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it all. I, I'm, I'm driving this boat because I, I just sort of felt like I should help out. You know, I, I should try and make sure I do my part to get the boat to where we want it to go. Jesus was just like, no, you know, don't you worry about it. The work's up to me. I take care of it. I'll finish it. Um, and that's what he did. And so Paul made the statement that all things, and this is a powerful statement, all things are lawful for me. And of course, Paul talked much in his epistles about the fact that we are no longer tied to that Old Testament law of Moses that no longer has a place in the life of a Christian. It's been abolished. And so all things have now become lawful. But he went on to say not all things are necessarily helpful. Not all things are going to be profitable, but understanding who we are in Christ and who I am and that I don't have to try anymore to become, but I, I already am because of Christ and, and a, a work that is, has been completed. Knowing that, Joel, it caused me, at least over time, to realize that I can rest in that. Okay, I, I can rest in it. I can, I'm, I'm free to live my life, but knowing who I am in Christ, once I began to understand my uh, true identity... I didn't want to go out and do the wrong stuff. I, that, that wasn't my desire. Sure, we still have the, the flesh and stuff to deal with. I, I understand that there are challenges and struggles and temptations and things to overcome. But I can just rest in Christ because, I, I, for me, it isn't about wanting to go out and do bad stuff. It, that's just not a part of who I am anymore. It's just not a part of who I am. If, if somebody had told me that I was a great athlete, wouldn't I want to go down that road and, and pursue the, the gifts and talents that I had? That's the road I want to go down. It's the road that, that Christ is leading me through, and, and I, don't want to, I don't want to get off that road. I don't have any desire to. I am who I am, and I am like him, 
And I'm, I'm thankful for that. But it has nothing to do with me and how well I, I can live a, a moral life. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what law and what rules will do is they can tell us what to do and what not to do, uh, but provides no power to help us to do right and to avoid wrong. And so when we come into this life of grace, we've got something so much even better than law and rules. We've got the truth of our identity in Christ, the truth of who we are in Christ. And right along with that, hand in hand, we have the very life of Christ that's in us. His very life, when we realize that we no longer live, but he lives in us, indeed it's true that you know all of these other things, you know, the, the things that are, quote, wrong, the things that are unlawful, those things don't even matter. It doesn't matter if we're trying to live our lives based upon the law, because, as you said, Cap, all things are lawful. But this life of Christ in us won't lead us into doing things that aren't expedient, that aren't beneficial, that aren't helpful, but rather as we rest in his life in us, we'll find that, you know, the, the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of the Spirit will naturally flow from us. And yet even so, Cap, when people like you and me are sharing the message of grace and freedom in Christ in the way that you and I do, often the accusation comes, you guys are just preaching license to sin. Uh, You guys are saying that people can just go out and do whatever they want. (laughs) Well, we got some thoughts on that, and we'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.